everyone welcome to another episode of the fashion grunge podcast i'm lauren hi lucy i'm charles uh, hi lucy <laughs> hey ethel what's up <laughs> since we're actually going back in time we're this is the fourth backtrack episode and i literally just talked about this with you off air that we are doing like a deep in the cut uh, we're doing Gaslight from 1944, and yes, that kind of Gaslight. Yay! And yes, we finally get to see the origins of this word and verb that is literally being used for fucking everything. I know. And yeah, it kind of seems like people today are just like using words they don't really understand, and like once you sort of get the origin of where this phrase came from it's like horrifying it's <laughs> so horrifying and like, i'm also happy to report that this is on hbo max right now and i'm mm-hmm. that's a big reason why we're doing it because it's kind of hard to find or like it's rentable so i figured a lot of people probably wouldn't see it but if you have hbo which a fair amount of people do even get a trial just to watch this if you're really interested but yeah, yeah this is just like this is classic hollywood this is like an acting masterclass from everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it. The last twenty minutes will literally have you speechless. Like you, oh. it, like it. The way that the climax happens in this like third act is so incredible, and it's all helmed by Ingrid Bergman, who is obviously the famous actress from Casablanca. If you do mm-hmm. not know her. Um, yeah, legend, like Meryl Streep yeah. legend, like still is Meryl Streep is not Ingrid Bergman, you know, like, yeah. um, Isabella Rossellini, the actress, that's her mother. Um, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. She was married to Roberto Rossellini. Um, yeah. Oh, Isabella okay. Rossellini is Ingrid Bergman's daughter. Um, someone else too. I, there's someone else, I think, maybe not, maybe it was Rossellini that I was thinking of that had like a okay. famous, famous, uh, you know oh obviously angela lansbury is in this and this is her very first role she's actually 17 when she was cast but turned 18 on the set yeah which is kind of insane um Um, in terms of diabolical maids i i I think she might be up there with you know like with like mrs danvers from uh, rebecca like danvers forever (laughs) she was robbed of that fucking oscar oh she was so good i I mean mean... (laughs) uh we're gonna do rebecca that's a hitchcock film from i think 1940 or like 41 yeah it's really early that is and they redid with army hammer which i refuse to watch because the original is just so good that i'm like i don't really need to watch it but but yeah so i can't believe they tried to redo that rebecca i was like this does not Lawrence olivier like this does not need to be redone at all but um, but yeah, Charles Boyer is the lead in this. Uh, he is a French actor, and he super hot. <laughs> he's su- yeah. He's he's got the French thing going on, mm-hmm. especially when he flirts with Nancy. Yeah, yeah. Like especially, especially <laughs> the way she flirts back. It's really kind of incredible. Um, and then we have my fave Joseph Cotton, who's like this kind of you would find him stalkerish until you actually figured out that he's gonna like help. <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> it is kind of weird how he's like skulking around in the beginning. I, and I mean, he's he's like a total hero. He like saves the day. Literally. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he literally <laughs> saves the day. And he's like, even when he saves the day, it's still like very weird because you're like, there's a strange man in here telling me all this shit about my husband and like <laughs> how do i know this is true like it kind of seems weird like two women alone they have like the the maid is there like elizabeth or like or no she's the cook i think 
Yeah, she's oh, not okay. my housekeeper. Yeah, she's the cook. And she's like, I was like, God, and then like she can't hear. <laughs> so like he gets like kind of let in and they're like, Who's this man? Then he kind of pretends to be like the nephew of like that busybody neighbor across the square at one point to like get in the house. Like, but you still yeah, don't really right. know like what's going on. <laughs> You're like, this is weird. But he's actually really great. And my mom uh told me that the best movie that he's in which i've yet to see is called the magnificent ambersons and that's also uh, yeah it's supposed to be great my mom my mom says that it's better than citizen kane it's an orson welles film she thinks that citizen kane was overrated i happen to agree i did not think it was i guess what i thought i saw Mm -hmm. it a a long time ago but apparently the magnificent ambersons is great and joseph cotton is in that um Mm. that might be easy to find but that's one on my list that i want to watch that's that's a movie that i've heard the title for but i've never actually seen it yeah yeah same i I really want to see it another film i have to say that is really i don't know if you've ever seen it because i know that you like older films too which is cool (laughs) um have you ever seen arsenic and old lace i don't think so oh my gosh okay it is hilarious it's cary grant and it's funny and it's like about his two aunts who Uh take these strange men in off the street and kill them Oh my god. With poison. <laughs> and like Cary Grant is like the weird nephew that's like in uh out of town and he comes in and he kind of figures out what's going on. There are a <laughs> lot of film, I have to say, a lot of older films in Hollywood. Like as much as people I'm gonna try to sell you on this film, like everyone listening, because I know it's it's a hard sell when things are black and white and things are old and just different. But there are a lot of especially if you're a cinephile like us. There are a lot of movie themes from like the 30s and 40s that are super dark mm-hmm. and they're like PG. Like their yeah. rating system was very different and not what it is now. This film is like, if this film was made now and it was made in this way, this very like, uh, kind of like a play where it's like very mm-hmm. intensely acted, it would be like R just yeah, because absolutely. of the subject matter and how kind of scary and psychological it is. it's like requiem for a dream it's like yeah. they would have this weird score because being driven systematically out of your mind and and to create a false sense of reality and to have someone believe you think that you can't trust anything around you now because because one thing is wrong then everything must be wrong mm-hmm. that is so terrifying and having yeah. no way to get out of it so so yeah, I mean, I think this is. I hope people watch this because it's it's worth it. It's great. Yeah, I you know I had not. Um, the first time I saw this movie was when I think I was on furlough from boarding school for the weekends, and I was hanging out at your house, mm. and um, you're you're just like, hey, have you have you ever seen seen Gaslight? And I was like, no, but I re- re- remember you talking about it. And so mm-hmm. we like watched it and I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And so I haven't seen it since. And oh, just, wow. And just re watching it today. I thought this movie was so good. Like, so good. Just, I mean, I mean, I just love how I just love the pace. I love how the tension just gets ratcheted up with like each minute. And it just gets to the point where you're literally about to go insane. Just, just like Allah. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Seriously. It's just like, it's just, it's just done so well. And yeah, it, I it's oh, it's so good. Um, and um, I've 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 heard like good things about this director George Cooker. Mm-hmm. I have some notes about George Cooker. Yeah. Um, because um, he directed the Philadelphia Story. Which yeah. Is, like, which is which is like one of my all time favorites. And um, I, I've heard that he like ha- um his approach to filmmaking is very interesting because mm-hmm. allegedly when he um did Phil- Philadelphia, he filmed the entire 
movie like just using the first takes of each scene and didn't film any like like a, a additional takes so yeah yeah that's crazy yeah he's i was gonna say george cooker is a definite legend the director of this film um he also did my fair lady um Mm. also a star is born like the early one yes um of of the four versions he directed the second one um um, which was released in 1954 starring james mason and judy garland judy garland (laughs) um yeah i mean it's he's also pretty my mom has described him because she's the one i like to show me this movie she described him as she read a lot about him that he was like a amazing female director and that every oh, really? time he directed a, an actress they won an oscar oh, and um cool. that he just knew how to kind of work with women so well and if you notice in so many of his films they have extremely strong female leads mm. Catherine hepburn yeah. uh audrey hepburn um you know like you just have these like and ingrid bergman and they're like legends i mean these are like yeah so obviously you know it's something that he really can speak to to directing women which is i think even cooler about yeah it. so cool I, I was gonna say that my first time is my mom showed me this movie i was really young i was probably like between the ages of like 10 and 12 mm-hmm. um and this kind of got me i'm i'm actually really glad that she showed me a lot of these like older movies early because i didn't really have a chance to like reject them yeah. like being older <laughs> and being like oh i don't want to watch this because i get it like some people it's slower it's just not your thing but i guess when you see it young you don't really know any different you're like oh cool all right this is another movie oh this is a musical um so so yeah so i saw this super early and it always scared the fuck out of me and like my mom even told me this story about this woman that she knew who uh, married this guy only to get her like the mother-in-law's house and he actually did and he actually did this and he actually kind of and it's so funny because she's like when i found out about this it was like the 60s this movie was out and she's told me like he literally tried to pull a gaslight on me he then that that became a verb a long time ago but it was definitely related into like it wasn't related as so much as the the psychological manipulation that it is now now it's more like just seen as like a like an action but this was more of like a plan like it was like he married me in order to like have two doctors come in and i and the husband can now commit the mother-in-law and then she moves out and then they take the house yeah and it was kind of like similar but not driving her insane but all but then also doing the same to the wife so it's kind of like in that way and she was like yeah and then my grandma uh, or no my great grandma actually on my dad's side um she would often tease her husband, like my, you know, great, great grandpa, like when he would say something and she was like, no, that's not true. And he, she would say, he's trying to pull a gaslight on me. <laughs> he's trying to pull a gaslight on me. So apparently that's like a family joke that like she would say that, like just being funny. Um, so yeah, this was like, this is not new. This does come from, yeah. you know, everyone younger, allow us oldies, <laughs> oldies on the internet yeah. to like tell you the origin story of like where this all comes from. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's kind funny. Of seems like like gasoline for a while was just kind of like a version of like a long con yeah and it's it seems like now like you know like um you know like you know like today it's kind of used as a you know like you know like um you know like uh you know like the u.s government kind of gaslighting you know minorities into thinking there's no racism you know yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. that's what it is but it's it's not it's like 
it's it's not it's it's not like so obvious as that yeah, yeah like that's the thing is now it's being told is like anytime anyone disagrees with you yeah it tells you your business <laughs> your like your view of this situation or this argument you have was wrong they're like oh my god you're gaslighting me stop it and it's like no <laughs> yeah. that's not what it is it's like yeah. slowly okay. and systematic like like we find out in this film it's slowly and systematically like having you question your very reality that is what yeah. gaslighting is it's not you disagreed with me or you're being mean and it's a yeah. red flag and you're gaslighting me which seems to be how i hear it contemporary like referred to and i'm like that's not that's not no thanks for listening to the fashion grunge podcast to hear the rest of this episode go check out our patreon it's patreon.com slash fashion grunge and we have 90 episodes up there including complete series recaps of freaks and geeks my so-called life tons of movies and just a ton more content so go check it out as always rate like subscribe please give us five stars on apple podcasts and spotify and thanks bye